Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here. I thank you that your presence is always with us. I ask right now that you would just make yourself known to our hearts this morning. Make yourself known to our minds. I pray that people would be set free this morning. I pray that scales will come off our eyes. That hard hearts will become soft. I pray, God, that we would look into your beautiful face this morning and be forever changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I was resurrected this morning by my screaming children. That was fun. <laughs> well, actually, no. First, Freya came and was asking for her chocolate dog because she wanted to eat it for breakfast. And I said no, and she did not like that. <laughs> she did not like that answer at all. And so I was rudely awoken, and I did not feel joyful resurrection in my spirit this morning. <laughs> I just wanted to go back to bed. And I just thought it's just so funny. It's so that picture of like the day that I should be the most happy and the most joyful. Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, and I'm waking up like, I don't want to do anything right now. You know, that feeling of you're just tired and you're kind of expected to be happy and joyful on this day. And I am, like, I have a deep inner joy. It's just, like, in there very deep. <laughs> no. Um, but it was, like, right away I had to work my faith. You know what I mean? First thing in the morning I had to breathe and I had to welcome Holy Spirit and I had to work at being, like, Focus on Jesus. He is good. Even if right now I'm not having fun, he is good. And what he has done is worthy to be praised and worthy to be honored and working on it right away, right? Does anyone, does anyone have a morning like that where you kind of had to work at it <laughs> to get there? Okay, good. I'm not the only one. But we're here, praise God, and we have worship. Worship helps. Amen? Worship always helps. <laughs> So, Romans 6, 5 to 6. This is in the NIV. You can turn there if you would like to or go on your app. Romans 6, 5 to 6. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be unified with him in a resurrection like this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, and we should no longer be slaves to sin. Okay. So we died with Christ, and then we were risen with Christ. Right? Does that make sense? Do you understand? Okay. I'm going to need a volunteer. Honey, I'm just going to pick you. Please come here. Huh? So lay down. Can you just lay down? I know you get grossed out by things like this, but just like lay down for me. <laughs> so, you died with Christ, and in the grave, 
He took out your old ways, your old heart, ripped it out, took his heart and put it inside you, and then he took your mind, rip, boom, new mind, new heart. Please rise. New man. You died with Christ. You died. And you were made new. Your heart was made new. Your mind was made new. I know I'm saying this a lot, but I don't think we actually get it. I don't think we actually understand that we have a new mind and a new heart. Have you ever heard of this thing called baby elephant syndrome? It's actually really sad. So if they take a baby elephant into captivity, they will tie it with a big chain to a tree, okay? And the baby will try with all its might to get free. It will like rip at it and just try. But after so many weeks, it will stop trying, okay? And then it will grow to be this giant, enormous, powerful elephant. And all they need to do is put a tiny little rope that could easily be broken by the elephant, easily be broken, and that elephant will never try again for the rest of its life. That is the power of a mind that still believes it's bound up of a heart that still believes it's shackled. The power when you believe that you are still a slave to your sin, you believe that you are still a slave to your old ways, but you're not. You are in fact free, new, your mind is new, your heart is new, your old nature is no longer you, it's all what you have been believing. But the truth is that you are as perfect and as beautiful and good as Jesus Christ himself because you died with him and you raised with him from the dead. Amen? It makes me think of the Israelites when they wandered in the deserts for years. And they said, we want to go back. We want to go back to Egypt. They didn't get they didn't understand freedom when it had been given to them. They were so stuck in their slave ways that they wanted to go back into it. They couldn't understand the freedom that had been given to us. How many of us don't understand the freedom that has actually been given to us, handed to us, placed inside our very hearts? Ah. Oh. There was a boy who grew up with a stutter. And he was always kind of like second, you know, because he was adopted into a family. So he always felt like it was his family, but his brother was always kind of like the main attraction. His brother was going to be the king one day, the pharaoh. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going? And so when God came to this boy who became a man named Moses at the burning bush and said, go and set my people free, he said, no. I need someone else to do it for me. And he begged God to send someone to do it with him. And God gave in. Is that because God put a limitation on him? 
He put it on himself because he was still bound up in his belief. <sighs> Resurrection life is, resu- is recognizing that those old habits, those old mindsets, those old desires are no longer you. Your true thoughts, your true desires are God's thoughts and desires. Those are what your real thoughts, those are what your real desires are. Did you know that? The enemy would like you to think that you're addicted to pornography. He would like you to believe that you're a warrior, wart. People still say that. That you're stupid, you're lazy. Whatever voice is going on in your head, he wants to believe you that that is you. That is just always going to be you. But in fact, he already set you free from it. (laughs) It's like this. Okay. I don't know if you guys were at freshman last year, but Seth Dahl had a really good way of putting it. And so I'm just going to do that because I like the way he thinks about it. It's like you have been set free, okay? New mind, new heart. And you know you're on the mountaintop and you're like, everything's good. You've been set free from stuff. And then you start to have these thoughts, okay? And it's like a bird coming and landing on your head. And instead of going like this and telling the bird to leave, you let it sit. And you think that that's you. And it starts to build a nest and it becomes a part of you when in fact it never is and never was anymore because you were set free from that. But you're allowing these lies to become your identity. You're allowing these things about you to be who you are. And you're like, I can't believe I'm thinking those awful thoughts. I can't believe I am doing these awful things. Like, and you begin to attach your identity to all these awful things that were never you anymore. So when you have that negative thought, instead of being like, oh God, forgive me for thinking that, you say, Get away in Jesus' name. That thought is not my own. That evil thought, that desire to go and look at pornography is no longer my thoughts because my thoughts are God's thoughts. And his thoughts are always good and always pure and always beautiful. So stop condemning yourself and start telling the enemy to get out. Because as soon as you cling on to that word as your own, You're doing exactly what the enemy wants. You're giving in and you're saying, that's me, that's how I'll always be. Instead of saying, no, that's not me. I don't need to be condemned. Because I have been new. I have been made new in Jesus Christ. And so all the good things, all the good desires, those are the things that you can cling to and be like, this is who I am. When you look at Jesus and you look at his face, when you read the Bible and you see what Jesus has done, you can say, those are the things that I have done because I am in Jesus. (laughs) And he is in you. Amen? Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 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 It's like when the Egyptians ran back. It's like they wanted to run back. It's like they put it's like taking that yoke and putting it back on yourself. Christ removed it from you. You don't have to put it back on. 
You can keep it off as long as you want. As long as you want. The freedom is yours. New heart, new mind. Mind of Christ, mind of heart. Mind of heart, mind of Christ. <laughs> heart of Christ. Gonna get it. Mind of Christ, heart of Christ. He's put it in you. He set you free. And God wants us to live in that resurrection. He's not condemning you. He is not telling you to do this and be this. What he's telling you is to come to him and let him be all of it for you. Let him be your resurrection because it's done, guys. It's done. Amen? Who... Who wants to believe the truth about who they are? Who wants to know their new mind and their new heart? Yeah. <laughs> Who feels like they've been living with a bird's nest on their head? <laughs> right? Can be honest. <laughs> Feeling with a yoke of slavery. Feeling like a powerful elephant that doesn't try anymore. like the enemy keeps us from flourishing where we are by making us believe we can't get out. There's no way out. We're stuck. We're trapped. When we're no longer, we're no longer slaves. <laughs> we're sons and daughters. So when you guys stand... Place your hand on your head. <laughs> I want us to do a simple, powerful thing right now. No fancy words. I want you to tell the lies, that birdness, that yoke of slavery, slavery. I can't say that word right now. Slavery. And we're gonna tell it to go. We are gonna tell it to get out. And we are going to tell, tell it that it's, it's no longer who I am. It died with Christ. So say it with me. In the name of Jesus. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! <laughs> Woo! Now put your hand on your heart. <laughs> now we're going to speak to all those feelings. Feelings are good. I don't mean the, even negative feelings aren't all bad. But I'm talking about those crushing feelings of anxiety and depression that you've taken as your identity. Those things that you've been like, this is just who I am. I just worry. I just feel this way and I don't know how to get out. We're going to tell it to get out right now. Because you have the power, because the power of Christ is in you. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> 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 
Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill us up right now. Just begin to let him fill you. Fill all those places right now with the truth. Let him fill you up right now. Come on, receive his presence right now. I feel like Holy Spirit is doing a thing right now. He's filling you up with that resurrection power because it's already there. He's welling it up and he wants you to see it. He wants you to see you the way that he sees you. Powerful, good, righteous, free. going to do a little exercise. Okay, guys? Are you with me? I want you, everyone, to close their eyes in this place. And I want you to picture Jesus right now, right in front of you. And don't worry, it's like, he's going to look different probably to everybody. So don't get hung up on that. Just, I want you guys to imagine Jesus right now. We're going to sit with Jesus for a minute. Just let him reach out to you right now. I want you to ask him, Jesus, how do you see me? How do you see me? Do you know that you're good? Do you know that you are surrounded by love? Do you know that you are free? Do you know that you are not condemned? Now this one might be a little harder for you. Do you guys feel like you're getting something kind of there? I want you guys to ask Jesus to take you to the Father. Because he died to take us to the Father. So just let him take take you there right now. Let the Father speak over you. Let the Father love you right now. The Father wants to speak into our identities this morning, but he has something to say to you individually that I cannot say. So let him speak to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. If you guys want to sit down and just rest in that right now, you guys can do that. Who feels like they got something from the Father? Anybody? Yeah? It's a good chunk of us. That's good. You see, resurrection life 
is not it's not getting our ducks all in a row. Resurrection life is not having perfect children. Because if it was, I wouldn't be up here right now. <laughs> Resurrection life is not How do I word this? Yeah. It's not, I think sometimes when we think resurrection life, we think of the blessings of Jesus, which are so evident and real in our lives. When you look around at your life, there's a lot of stuff that's not great in it. The power of his resurrection is actually sharing in his suffering, is sharing in the suffering of the cross, is sharing in the beauty that is Jesus and Jesus was full of joy, but it says he was also a man full of suffering. And so I want to say to you, you are like Jesus. You have a new mind and a new heart. But that doesn't mean there will be no suffering. That means that now you know whose you are. And in his hand, you can endure all things through Christ. And through Christ is the key. Because as soon as we start trying to do resurrection life, start trying to do all these things on our own, we fail miserably, don't we? Right? As soon as we start striving, it's like, no, I can't do it. I try and try and try <laughs> to do it on my own, but I just keep coming up short because we were never meant to do it on our own. We were meant to do it as the body of Christ. With Christ, with the body of Christ. Right? Do you want to share this? Christ, life in you is our hope, is our glory, is our everything. So how do we do that? Now that we know we have a new mind and a new heart, how do we walk around living that out in, in life with imperfect people, imperfect situations? How do we actually live that out? It's so nice to come here on a Sunday and be like, praise God, we're all raised to life and everything's good and God is good all the time and then you go home and you feel awful because you feel like you're still failing or you feel like you can't really get it, right? It's like we want to learn how to walk out the freedom that he's given us. Learn how to sit in it, be in it, know who we are so that everything we do is saturated with that, is covered in that, right? So God says that he wants us to be one. Do you know what that means, <laughs> to be one? It's one of those kind of funny things that Christians say all the time, to be one. <laughs> it's like, okay. 
I'm not sure what that means. Does that mean we agree on everything? Because that ain't going to happen. It's not. I'm sorry. I think the epitome of like Christianity to us is like unity is like we all agree. But that it doesn't, it, I, it just, no. <laughs> right? Just go on Facebook for two seconds. You'll know what I mean. Um, but the Christ is calling us to be one. And that is one of the key ways that we walk out our freedom is together. Because we strengthen one another, we pray for one another, we lift each other up, and we push each other to better things. When me and John decided to move to Kitchener, one of the reasons was because we knew that if we moved here, Amy and Adam would push us to be better than we would maybe be. You know what I mean? Like in Toronto, we were kind of comfortable where we were in terms of like spirituality. But we knew that if we came to Kitchener, we would be pressed and that they wouldn't let us be comfortable. <laughs> well, but who you choose to live life with will make a huge difference because they are the people that are going to push you to be all that you can be and not let you have a bird's nest on your head. They will say, hey, you're kind of letting something sit there that's not you. Tell it to go. Or how can I help you to get that out? How can I help you to get rid of that? Because sometimes we need a little help. Right? And so it is by our oneness, by our togetherness, that we find more life. We find that we can drive each other to and love each other to live as who we are. Here's the thing. Intimacy with Jesus is something we say a lot around here. I would say that I'm the kind of person that struggles to be alone and in the quiet. So, like, I would like to think that I like alone time, but I was doing a personality test the other day. <laughs> this was about a month ago. And I was like, do you like to take walks alone? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, John, he's, I was like, John, do you think, like, I, I was like, I think I like to take walks alone. He's like, well, do you? And I was like, yeah, like, if there's someone else there, then yeah. And he's like, so no. The answer is no. <laughs> so I struggle to find time in the alone space where it is quiet <laughs> because I'm like, I like music, I like things going on. <clears throat> That's my son. <clears throat> You're cute. Intimacy with Jesus really is truly so important. Just getting the runs in, working out. Being with Jesus is so important. But I want to ask you, how do you get intimate with Jesus? Because not all of us are the same. We are not the same person. And so you're going to look at someone else and say, oh, they're, doing, they're spending all this time with Jesus and I'm just not very good at it. Right? Do you know that since you have the heart of Jesus, 
that you want to spend time with yourself. (laughs) You want to spend time with Jesus because it's literally in you. The heart of Jesus that longs to be with the Father. The mind of Christ. That actually it is your desire to be with him. And that what you are fighting against is your old, the old, it's old and gone away. It's just taking that time to recognize who you are. Taking that time to see it. I try to find quiet time, which usually doesn't happen because my house is noisy. So I find I just have to put worship music, worship music like really loud. It just covers all the noise. And that's all I can hear. It's just like worship music and screaming. But I'll just ignore that. And I find that in those times of worship is when I most connect with Jesus. And then when I can find the other quiet spaces, I do. For you, it might be painting. It might be um, taking a walk, like we just talked about. (laughs) I know Amy's like a huge walker, right? She goes on her God walks and comes back with all this crazy revelation. Um, What was your thing you said last week? Oh, he doesn't want to make puppets. He wants to make powerful people. And I was like, hey, girl, that is so good. <laughs> I need to take more God walks and come up with stuff like that. But it is so important that we renew our mind every single day. That we see, that we soak in who we are who our identity is, and we soak in that. So what God told you, what Jesus told you, when I, we did that exercise today, and I said, how do you see me, Jesus? That is what you're focusing on, how he sees you. That he sees you're powerful because you are the only one holding you back. <laughs> but it's like not you. You know, it's just this weird thing. You are who Christ made you to be. And that is to be free. Right? Amen? All right. You guys ready to just get filled up? Filled up with the presence? Always? All right. Let's stand. Let's get filled up this morning. Some ministry news for You are a child of God. You are no longer a slave. You have been set free. And you don't have to go back to Egypt. You don't. You don't have to go back to your anxiety. You don't have to go back to your pornography. You don't have to go back to your addictions. You don't have to go back anymore. Is that good news? And if you slip and fall, he's getting you right back up again. And there is no shame and there is no condemnation Because how does God see you? He sees you as Jesus. Perfect and beautiful and good. So God, let's just hold out our hands right now. Let's begin to receive from him. Jesus, come. Let your peace come right now and fill every heart. Come, come, come. Let your peace come right now and fill every heart. I pray that disappointment would leave in Jesus' name. 
that there would be new hope this morning. There would be new hope this morning in every heart for who you say you are and who you say we are. Jesus, come, 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 come. Yeah, Jesus, would you teach us how to abide in you? Would you teach us what that looks like for us? And Holy Spirit, I pray that there would be an amazing recognition for those lies, that we wouldn't own them any longer, that we wouldn't own these lies any longer. but that we would let your truth invade our lives. And God, I pray that there would be a tenacity in us to surround ourselves with the people that would give us life. The people that have Jesus just manifesting in them. And God, I just pray that you would help us to fight through the brokenness. That we would fight to just take hold of the things that you have for us. And like Melissa said, you can't do it alone. But that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be abiding in the vine. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I've been reading, you know, 1 Corinthians with this new eyes lately, and just people can prophesy the most amazing things and do all of these things for the poor and do the greatest works upon the earth. And Jesus will say, I didn't know you. Because he wants us to learn how to abide in that love and know him. And that's how we do resurrection life. We get to know Jesus.